0: corner
1: hey guys welcome back to another episode on the corner flag talk podcast as you know at one point it really used to be as always I hear with Virgil but
2: <laughs> then he went away
1: and that line became less and less true however he has been here regularly. <laughs> I hear with Uzi Uzi was good my guy yeah I did you know my football talk so my boy so, so enjoy that he come here straight from gym guys you know yeah. if um for those of you all that get to see video you'll see gains yeah you know that was terrible what he just do there but <laughs> we here as always yeah, no, talk well. about the latest football with you guys so um on the agenda today is like as always we'll do the wrap up of the premier league round of europe's top five leagues and then after that the part that will go on youtube but we'll also be here for you guys for our podcast what we will be doing a one player but each of Europe's major teams should try to sign mm-hmm. between now and the deadline on Friday. That will be out on Wednesday. You guys will be hearing this on Tuesday, midday somewhere around there. And yeah. And hope you guys enjoy. Please share it with somebody. We really do appreciate that. Uh, we have a new Corner Vlog account on TikTok because the first one got locked out for some reason. It says Corner Vlog Talk underscore. That is your difference with the name of it. If you guys could follow and subscribe there, uh, yeah, support it. Really appreciate that as well. And yeah, um, so the opposite of the weekend was us, which is so funny because <laughs> I thought a tweet asking who would have been the opposite of the weekend. However, I, I feel like it would be doing Liverpool and Newcastle a, um, injustice by not starting there. Right. So, Liverpool versus Newcastle, by the first half, you would have think, like, this was going to on, be one of them games where Liverpool was going to get dealt with, dog. I mean, um, Gordon was having his way with Trent, um, there was a potential, Red card talk about trend, which we could get to, and Gordon end up scoring off of a trend mistake. Two minutes later, Van Dyke gets sent off. Also controversial as well. And for big patterns of the game, it felt like if it was literally like one-way traffic. Until Klopp made some subs. And the long and long, like this is the dangerous thing that even with teams that are one alone, the long and long that you have only one goal. The difference between you and somebody else, you entertain these thoughts in the opposition that you know we could get something out of this game club made those subs. Elliot came on to fantastic effort, as well as, obviously, the man himself, Darwin Nunes, came on yeah. and got his first two goals of the season. The turn what was a 1-0 loss in the 70s of the game, to a full-time B 2-1 to Liverpool, away at St. James Park against Newcastle. And it really was like a turning point for Darwin, hope, or rather we hope it. it could be a turning point for Darwin, yeah. that, you know, he... Would have hoped to be a short starter after his first year, but because of how up and down it went, and as well as the form of others, he couldn't have been in the starting eleven thus far. However, coming off to the bench, and with two really emphatic finishes, um, he definitely puts himself back in contention for a start of the spot. So, mm. Virgil, what was your thoughts on the game? Yeah, honestly,
2: you know, honestly, I have to start with, um, personally mentioned that Darwin Nunes, because looking from that, the equalizer... I just felt from that from that equalizer. That was a real, a Duh. real, a real Duh. nice finish, you know. But as I mentioned, like Nunes, this is something that he, you know, he obviously being on the bench and not and not being a starter. This would actually give him give him a lot of confidence well, we hope. Because after after the season, season that he hired last season, I feel like, you know, I i a little I'm a little. And I have a little soft spot for, for, for that, for that one. But, on, but really from a tactical point of view, from club, you kind of understand having these players at your disposal to, to inject a bit of chaos, that's what, that's what he needed. And rightly so, you know, things weren't looking too good for Liverpool, and he made those subs that really turned, that really, um, turned the um game in Liverpool's favour. Mm-hmm. So... You really have to say credit to Klopp, but also credit to, to Darwin, because that's what he does. He, mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes when he starts, don't get me wrong, when he starts, he has some some decent flashes, because he finds ways to get a lot, a lot of indiv- out of yeah. um, players. around him involved. Yeah. But to have or to have that also at your disposal to bring on this man, and he could inject that bit of peace, inject that bit of chaos, and inject that bit of problems for the um for the opposition um defense. I feel like what more I could ask for. Obviously, for him, he wants to be a starter. But right
1: now, this, he should take this as a positive for him. I, I think that... I saw somebody tweet this, and I think it's a very real... um, was it A, a very valid argument Rather that. Liverpool probably have the best attacking depth in Honestly, the league. You know, when you think about the fact be- that they started the game with Garpo, Luis Diaz, and obviously Mohamed Salah, and that does not include players like um, Diego Jota and Darwin Nunes. Like, that's some serious firepower. Yeah. And that's what they will be relying on this season to see them through at the very minimum into the Champions League. Given that we know that what is going on for them at midfield right now is a bit sketchy in the sense that I thought Endo had a pretty shaky game, albeit it is a very intense atmosphere to go into at Sid James's Park. And it is just his first start. But we do know that there is a lot of pressure on that midfield to come together and to just hit the ground running as a unit yeah. but if you can not rely on games where the truth is i don't think liverpool were great but you can not rely on until that time where they gel mm-hmm. your attack to carry you through games then when we reach january february march then when the midfield clicks you have the attack you have everybody accustomed to play with one another you mm-hmm. have a very good team for your running. Yeah. Whether that is for the top four or for the title, is have to be seen. Mm-hmm. But it is a sign of encouragement, especially if they can get Darwin firing again. Because I think that there are similarities between Haaland and Darwin in the sense of they are both physical specimens, oh, yeah. bro. Yeah. Like they are two really big guys that are mm-hmm. extremely quick and strong when they have the ball at their feet. Obviously, the difference is that, you know, Haaland is extremely clinical. Uh, his in-the-box movement is is more predatory than Darwin and his temperament as well. I think, like, with Darwin, one of the biggest drawbacks, which can't be his strengths when he's in form, is he seems like a very emotional player. Yeah. Is that he yeah. does not really have the coolness at times because he plays the game at 100 miles per hour. That being said, I think that was what was Newcastle's downfall in this game is that they were trying to play the game at 100 miles per hour and at no point did they really seem like they were in control. And probably the second worst team to Man City that you want to afford a chaotic game to them is Liverpool because they thrive over that. I actually think that even though he had a shaky first half, I thought Trent with the captain's arm, mind you, in the second half, really stepped up into his leadership on the day. Again, I thought he was pretty solid defensively in the second half. And even though his passing might not have been on tread S levels at the start of the season, I think that I have seen more from him from a defensive side of the game. Um, but again, with Newcastle, I thought that nobody thought to put their foot on the ball, slow down the game. At yeah. the end we have the lead, we have the man advantage, Let's pin them back. And again, this is something you and Arsenal are learning as well, that Man City do so well, is that they take any thought or conception in your mind that you can't get something out of this game, we're going to kill that thought. Mm-hmm. By making you stay back behind the ball so long, and that even when you do win it, we pinch you back one time, and just make you feel like any effort is futile, mm-hmm. Newcastle are going to have to learn that step. And I think second half, you would be looking to players like Joel and Bruno Guilherme, who are mature senior members of that midfield at this point, and one of which in Bruno is really high regarded. You would have expected more from him that I don't think you got. That's yeah, true. I also think for all the FPL fans that saw him with his hot run of form last in in, in Miguel Almarod, mm-hmm. bro, the amount of chances that man true? you know, is... Yeah, yeah. That can't work if you want to mm. stay in the top for this year with how sticky it's going to be. Mm. And I watched on the other side of it, I thought Anthony Gordon was really good. Like, not just his goal, but he right. was chaotic. He was that X factor for them. He carried the ball at Liverpool all the time and it felt like he was capable of making something happen. Mm. And a great finish at that. Virgil, um, again, let me go to the more controversial stuff. Okay. Do you think... So try and get a yellow for kicking away the ball at first. Yeah. Then he pulled back a man that was going on counter. Do you think he should have been sent off?
2: Well, nah. Because remember, this is similar to what we talk about, you know, with the different changing rules or whatever. Because, you know, sometimes we'll argue and say one minute, you know, the consistency needs to be there. But I feel like if that was to happen, that would, that would honestly ruin the game, honestly. Maybe that was for a, a biased point of view in terms sense of... You want I, to watch a I good mean, game. You actually want to watch a good game. And we already know that it was already a 10-mal ten, a ten Liverpool. pool. But I
1: can't see... I can't say I would say that should be a send-off for Trent. I can't lie. I like Trent I wanted them to send off. Just because, mm-hmm. bro, only do me that to tell me I to last. Then away. I want the consistency. <laughs> so that that's thing. all... Nobody yeah. think that's right. If you're going to do this, be consistent. That's all yeah, I want. Yeah. I want it to be consistent. Um, Virgil, mm-hmm. do you think... Virgil should have been sent off? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I, I,
2: but, and you see, at that moment, even at that, at that moment... You're also looking looking at from the Newcastle point of view. That was a that was a big blow for Liverpool, honestly. Very yeah, a very weakened weak Liverpool. Yeah. Liverpool. So you felt that that why you would expect a lot more from Newcastle because you, you actually have you actually have a, a weakened team in front of you. You have to just go out the neck and yeah, go yeah. the neck. But going back to I say with um with Van Dijk, yeah, I would I would agree. I'll
1: say I'll say that was a that was a right send enough. I understand he said enough, but like at least I kinda think that it was consistent. I think that he get the ball. And I also not entirely sure if it was mm. a clear goal scored opportunity. But I understand the right. It's like it's not like if I've got to ask the referee to overturn it. Yeah. And next thing I was gonna ask is Alison Becker. Greatest mm. keeper of our generation. Huh? Alisson,
2: hey, it have moments where Alisson has just know, there's these magnificent performances. Like, oh, Insane, this this bro. man, he's oh, honest. It's have moments where you'll see, like it had, um, I think it was a couple seasons ago where he was making a lot of mistakes or whatever. And you, sometimes you realize, okay, you know, you had a lot of question marks. But when he's on form, I can't believe when he's
1: on form. When he's just, he just in the right frame of mind, this man is world class. Boy. Honest, yeah, but, yeah, Honestly. I generally think that he's the best keeper that I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. Like, and this is somebody, like, I believe that Neuer is the greatest keeper of all time, mm-hmm. both because of how good he's been and what he's achieved. Now this man comes to the Balladour rankings. Like, yeah. I mean, like, that is serious for a keeper, right? And also because of the way he revolutionized the game. Yeah. You know, like, he is who really started this wave of super keepers and ball to feet keepers and stuff mm-hmm. like that, right? But Alistair to me has taken that ton on a level to some extent mm-hmm. as well as i think that allison is the greatest 1v1 keeper i've seen yeah, in yeah, my yeah, life yeah. bro like he is so massive and he stands up so well and, and he knows when to go down like one v was that easy against him you know compared to like some of the other keepers out there um that save that he made on almiron and i know i just criticized almiron and i still will because honestly he had more than enough opportunity to try and score this game that one save though was Insane. He has no rights even at, at all, and, and he did. And he's a big reason as to why Liverpool managed to get out of this with the three points. Um, from a, a Newcastle point of view, again, like I think it's concerning that they conceded to me what kind of seemed like the same goal twice, mm. because like yeah. both what was ball well down the right hand side for Darwin, and Darwin just need to shape and score. Now it's still Darwin. There is obvious concerns of his ability to finish. But damn, they were good finishes. Yeah, yeah. So, question gonna ask then: Liverpool now have to go to play Aston Villa next. Do you start Darwin?
2: No, nah, I honestly I don't think so. I feel like the same frontry that they have would be ideal. I feel like with Darwin, I feel like with that with that frontry, they could get that could get the job done. Mm-hmm. But I feel like you'll want to keep somebody like Darwin if. You know the occasion It's not a happen because mm-hmm. we know we know the type of football that Emery plays and with the their back five. I feel like you might want to read the game first, yeah, and then throw and be and down because starting Darren, you'll think of you. You might immediately think you'll take out Kapu, mm-hmm. yeah, but sometimes in sometimes mm-hmm. after it might that might not be the best decision. So we're not too sure in that game where it might have to come down where you might take out because it was I think it was Diaz started on the um, on the left. Yeah. Yeah, because Diaz who came off, um, for, came off came off after. So yeah, you, I feel like with that front she does a perfect front she right now to play the game, mm-hmm. read the game. You might you might come out come out lucky and you might go 1-0 up. But if it comes down where you need that keenness at the, coming out to end the game then throw on that
1: one. Fair. I... You know, after seeing like you know like even like like Fabio Vera for us, like I, I get now like managers really do have a dilemma of okay, after does somebody play so impactful this yeah. week, do you start them yeah. next week? And like just because somebody doesn't score doesn't assist, that doesn't mean they had a bad game, you know. Just sometimes, you know, the chances don't fall to the same players. So moving on, mm-hmm. um, yeah, might as well get our game out of the way. Uh we draw two all and we went down in the first minute, which is so terrible, bro. Like, I am so fed up with that. A, and very, a very bizarre goal, too, you know. <sighs> bro, like, you know what's the next thing, too? Like, I, I get away signing Raya, and I get, like, people are, like, really wanting to see then if he is an upgrade on, on Ramzil, right? And now that perspective I do get. One, I'll be real. I don't think that he's better than mm-hmm. Ramzil. Yeah. Two, I also take, like, Ramzil. Like a lot of keepers, when you can't see they just automatically take the blame, right? I like I also think the fact that he has a very unconventional dive and save style and the way he runs and thing, it makes it look even worse than how it actually is, right? Bro, that, that goal is on the outfield players to me, whether you want to blame Sakai you want to blame party. I think it's kinda a bit of both. Um because and some of this also teething issues like of now the right back being inverted or, or whatever, mm. whatever. Of people knowing where to stand when we're on the ball. And Party ran up in a position where the right side of the centre back would have normally be sitting yeah. in order to receive the ball. Which is kind of where Saka passed it and probably passed it thinking, okay, I know somebody should be there. Yeah. You know, because I don't think like he was trying to pass it all the way back to goal and I didn't think he would have hit it a lot harder than he did. Yeah. Either way, uh I just heard it ran through on goal and wrong footed Ramsay. I also think Pereira mishit it, bro. Like, I generally do not think yeah, he does, he sides that he up. That, that, that didn't like look like it, he meant to it hit the near post. And at the same time, I think if he went far post, I think Ramsay was more set to try and save a shot there. Granted that it was within range of mm-hmm. Either way, we then now went on to really dominate the game. At the end of this game, we had conceded 0.64 XG mm-hmm. and conceded two goals. To some extent, I believe that we were unlucky. However, uh, we also accrued 3.12 XG, something like that, and only scored two goals. And if you understand how XG runs, it's like you don't score exact XG for your XG accrued. You know, like Mm -hmm. the days that you run up a 5 0 or 6 0 win is when you really put up like 3 XG, 4 XG, something like that. I just score the various goals in your way. However, I think, like, a lot of things just aren't clicking at the same time. And I think the reason is, is that we have a a growing pains period of what I think is currently putting our plan be in place for when Zinchenko isn't fit. We flip the dynamic. We invert on the other side. However, I think the part in which Mikel has not reacted to, and I think people always understand, like, people ask me things like, why Gabriel not starting, right? And, and ask me to justify it. Yeah. But, like, I, people, people need to also understand. Like, I don't agree with everything that Mikel does, though. Like, there's things that I understand. Yeah. That doesn't mean I agree with it. Anyways, I was going to say that we flipped Dynamics. And what was really key last, week, last year Sorry, was that on the left side, on the right side, we had rules that complemented each other. Mm-hmm. We had the dribbling wingers. We had a controller in the middle of the pitch. And we had somebody that had overlap or underlap. On the left side, Sánchez operated his controller. Xhaka overlapped or underlap. And then Martinelli was a dribbling winger. So on the other side is obviously Saka was the winger. Odegaard was the controller. And White used to overlap or overlap, right? Now, with the right back inverting, the cohesion is all wrong. There is nobody overlapping on the right-hand side. On the left-hand side, there is no controller. And therefore, it is not as cohesive as it should be. With that being said, we still have ample opportunities to win the game. However, I don't think we lost this game based on tactics. Although I think that is a larger issue but one that I think will naturally fix itself with time yeah. because, one, players could get more cost of in euros, too. I honestly think once Zinchenko is back, we will see the dynamics change back. So something a bit more familiar to last year. But I think it's a maturity thing, Vigil, more than anything else. I think it's a maturity thing. I yeah, know it, I, I ramble for we, so long no, here just to think, reach here. Honestly, come on. Yeah. Because y'all will mm-hmm. never do something like that. Mm-hmm. And again, it is try to reach the... I think talent level, we are close to Mm y'all, but I think there's a maturity that the guys need to learn the hard way of that. I think that they think a home win against the bottom half teams is a given. Last year, Virgil, we conceded over 20, I think it's 28 goals we conceded at home, right? Mm -hmm. Away from home, Virgil, we conceded, I think it was 14, That is a huge difference. And we had 11 clean sheets away from home. If you assume that our way should be harder, but we are performing better, why? It's because I believe the players are more locked in because they know when they go away from home, they have to work for it. Whereas at home, they think at teams that are like, United level and lower, that they are given wins. Yeah. So they don't lock in early in games as much because no, they yeah. think, well, yeah. just because we are good and we are that good in quality, eventually it will pan out that we will win. Yeah. And we start games with lapses in, co- in concentration and sharpness. And that is something that needs to be ironed yeah. out immediately if we are going to be title mm-hmm. contenders. As well as, later in the game as well, a lack of professionalism again, where you go to one-up, and well, you assume, well, Oh when we make the comeback, we're going to one up. They get a red card. Mm-hmm. Or we can play the fool a little bit. Yeah. Men try and all kind of thing. down by we corner flag. I give away easy corner. We conceded. Yeah. And now, are we unlucky to some extent? Yeah. But when you give them a chance to do something like that, there's some days you'll get away with it. Like mm-hmm. we did a few times last year. Because even though last year we conceded one, one here, one there, one there. We were so honest attacking-wise, which we aren't as yet. Mm-hmm. We were scoring four goals at home. We were scoring five goals at home. Last year, we played nothing on Forest. We went 5-1. Yeah. Last year, when we played things like Everton and, and whoever else, and Crystal Palace and Leeds, like, even though they got their one goal back, even though they may get two goals even, we were still 4-5 ahead. Yeah. Now, we are clicking as yet with mm. the different changes. Our players come back from injury. And we are struggling with the little lapses in concentration. And that needs to cut out. Yeah. And they would think we're bringing on players like Jorginho and stuff. We would have. However, I think that is even a bigger issue than that. With like, I think with Gabriel not starting, we are seeing. I and, know and I just keep going. Yeah. No, but you, you Gabriel not starting is an issue for several things. One, the sore factors. He is a natural in the back line. He also is the, he so loves to defend that he sets a precedence across the back line of how we do things. The aggression, the tenacity, they get in there. They get stuck in there. And I generally believe that that cuts out some of the errors that we have. Because we also had these things even when he was there. But I take, like, for example, when we went to one-up, that corner we don't consider. Just because he has sat at the front yeah. tone. I also think that we lost a threat in the other box with him not being there. And we lost our natural lead on the pitch. As well as the fact that I do... Hard on my heart, believe me up to a lie detector, believe that he's our best pure defender. was a someone that genuinely enjoys defending. He's the best day, I believe, in the club. So should we have won this game? 100%. Are yeah. you We play over this game nine more times. Honestly, believe we win all nine. But i rather we get our wake-up call now rather than we had get away with it because the truth we get away with it. I might have forgotten to talk about these issues. You know? And we'd talk about how Jesse takes Like, I forgot, I didn't even get it to mention the fact that Fabio Vieira came on i was phenomenal. Yeah. Like he had my ticket stuff about Odegaard oh, that I wish to see more. That I saw the intensity in, in Fabio Vieira and the, the final ball quality and those kind of stuff. Like, bro, like that was ridiculous to me. But we get to focus on the stuff that they need to work on if we want to be title contenders. Yeah. Professionalism, clicking, getting back those autonomisms, and taking every team as serious as Man City would. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because every watching everything you mentioned there is
2: I mean that really some sums, sums it up because from the first whistle from from the from the first whistle You have to really take take control of the game, honestly. Because from that you can't yeah, you can't really have no lapse from, from that first whistle because it, there were moments before where, where when Pepe used to be trying this thing this is like a couple of seasons ago you used to have those, those issues those issues you would, you would feel from a fan's point of view mm-hmm. but for Arsenal one thing you don't want regards your, the opponent you don't want to have a mistake and even if the mistake is not punished because if the mistake punish, that makes it a lot worse. Uh, and you mm-hmm. go you go one nil down. You don't want that now to be the player's wake up call. Yeah. You want you want them to have that. They want them to have that mindset and that mentality from the first pistol. Because you know, Arsenal one thing with Arsenal is when they went one nil down, you were confident Arsenal could, could fight back. That's that's one thing I could see I I saw that and I was like, you know what for sure? Arsenal, Arsenal fight back. Credit to soccer for for. For um the pen, for pen, the penalty bro. because you know, people talk you know people were trying to read read much until last, bro, last week bro
1: no no joke mm-hmm. when he went to take the pen I went online on my bed cover my am having the pillow dog. I didn't want to see I, honestly I couldn't watch yeah, like, and when he scored I was just like oh, thank God dog. like I just felt relief yeah. and again Fabi Vera when the pen dog like yeah. honestly bro he was he had a shot that was like in 96 yeah, yeah. minutes, right? Bro, if that hard score, like I talk about like why the greatest some appearances I've seen in my life, bro. When a pen get Arsenal the score, you like, like, bro. Yeah,
2: yeah, fair play. But no, no yeah. but we And then after you no, know, you, you get to you no, know, we get to that moment that moment now where Arsenal do they do the fight back, do the comeback now. They go two, two one up. At that moment, we start off the game with a mistake, we come down, end the game with I will I will put you down as a as a mistake. You know, players uh, lap, you know, like in, elapsed, concentration, yeah, in concentration, yeah, lapse in concentration. Yeah, and then what you, and then what you mentioned at that point in time, that those are are the key, just times of the game because we yep. we know where this whole or this at the time at the time that happened. I you know a lot of players are tired, but you have to you know, tiredness society you have to keep that concentration. Mm-hmm. And with other player like what you mentioned, with Gabriel, you need somebody that will be there to make sure everybody there in position, make sure everybody there um marking the runners. And that, and because honestly, when when Arsenal do look back at that, that was mm. a very easy goal to concede. That was a, re- a real, easy goal to concede. Credit, to, credit, Paulinho for for the for the goal. But that's something that Arsenal should be clean and dealing with, or at all times, and yep. especially at that moment in the game. And you know from you know from that time, once once that happened, and Arsenal and it, the games become tied, it now tips into Fulham's Fulham's arm um, hands, and it had moments are like. What a Fulham, what the Fulham push on and, and get it and get us winning you know? But you know, for a fact, they could go that route, but Fulham was really just stubborn. They really were just stubborn. And, and then
1: and they see it. As so a, 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 like, to be fair though, Carrie blitzed right in the end, though. Like, dog, he is so scary to play against, and, bro. Who uh, oh are you think, You
2: know, when they have players like that, that now become a big fact because now, you, and the one, one thing you hate as a as a fan, and i like sure players would hear this. Is to go wrong at such li- at that late point in the game and now you have time against the side you have they have now the uh, the other team have the momentum and you have time now to fight and at that at mm-hmm. that point certain things they can't get away in football but as a big team you know' this is for a lot of big teams they try to control the game go ahead early so they could avoid that once it's avoidable you don't want to deal with that. And that's one thing that's one thing with city I as much as I like as much as I like entertaining games, I
1: get that point, where if we finish the game very calmly and very boring, i happy with that. Yeah, that is, honestly, it is boring though, but that is the goal. I don't even think it's coincidence that the three times that we went down in the first minute the games, is all three games that were all at mm-hmm. home and they were all that we were more than considered favorites to win. Again, I think it's a lack of professionalism and that uh, the team needs to get out of their system because we won't be able to get points. And again... We were able to get past a lack of professionalism before yeah. and outscore the opposition regardless because we were so clicking in the final too that we were able to score three goals come combat, four goals, two goals if needed, late in games, that kind of stuff. We're not clicking as such right now because all the partnerships have been distorted a little bit. And does to go after some of those? I do. Um, yeah. like I honestly think we need to get Zinchenko back in the lineup immediately yeah. and it's not anything against Partey at the right back, although honestly I don't really mm. like it, um, because he does feel like a midfielder playing at right back compared to Zinchenko who feels like a left back that still talks to the midfield, yeah. like he still can't do left back stuff now. I also think Zinchenko, now he does obviously have moments, like the one at Anfield, i but. I don't think he's as bad defensively as people make it sound like. like yeah. I remember last year, his duels won and, and his interceptions were really high up. Yeah. Get him back in. Get back connectivity on the left-hand side. can't um, honestly believe, dog. This man was not English and didn't come out of Arsenal. Academy, man, would I rate him more. Yeah, yeah. He has two goals and won a penalty since the start of the season. He has been honestly really good. And... Even though I do think that a lot of times Arsenal don't strive to do well when he's doing well, I do think that that is more tactical than his faults. I, I do think that if we were playing Zinchenko and the autonomous zones were there around him, we'd have been doing a lot better. And we have been doing good. We just haven't been scoring. Like, again, if you want to it actually works, good teams have overperformed They actually. Not by the way that Spurs was doing on a content. Like, that, again, damn thing is unsustainable. 10 to, but that is a whole other thing. But we accrued um about how much actually, boy? Five actually since he started six actually since he started the season. Scored five goals. Like we are underperforming. And for the quality of players that we have, that is underperforming to a decent extent. Now there's game to go with that as well. Like I think Chris Bazzi red card affected those kinds of stuff. But yeah. Um, going forward, like I said, I really would like to see Zinchenko start. I think Harvard's hit is still over the top. I actually thought first half he was pretty good. He was marginally offside from getting an assist back to Odegaard. And in fact, to me, I thought Odegaard had a worse game than him in some ways. But the stuff that Harvard did bad were glaringly obvious. Like the trying to do one twos with players instead of taking the confidence on going with the ball. And like I tried to explain to somebody today is that. Look, Chelsea fans might listen to this. and think it's Robs. It's not that. Chelsea has, over the last three seasons, ever since... Well, two seasons. Ever since the UCL win. And even in that season, to see, like, they were great. They weren't domestically. Like, it was just the UCL run. And, yes, I know Arsenal fans complaining about UCL run. is not that. It's been tough. For all players, there. it's been tough. And even and from then, it's just got more and more toxic. And more and more hard for attackers to strive he has now gone from that type of system to now being asked to play as a midfielder to relearn stuff he has not done in years and to play a completely different brand of football. And I would ask, Virgil, if we allow players like Jack Grealish to go for $100 million and this one to go there, and look at some fans now talking about Fabio Vieira doing well after a year, then don't we afford some level of understanding somebody like I who today I thought... This weekend, that second half was really terrible, and he had to come off. Like it, it, it really wasn't clicking for him. Until that point, I thought he's been good. Like I don't think he's been on that positive or negative, but more on the positive side. Not a lot, but like he still was winning duels, he was still contested, mm-hmm. he was still a world class players. And I do hundred percent believe that once he's is just back in his side and he's up to form again, that he'll click. Because I saw it in preseason half one, and That's I expected true. to continue again. He was playing with Jesus. The three of them, between the two of them, and the left winger mm-hmm. were connected. He was scoring in preseason. I expect that to come back once again. This weekend was the weekend of comebacks over, because you all even came back from being payback one. Or they can't see for the whole season, and can't see the Sheffield, a side that we all had going down. Yeah, yeah. And instead of being normal and entertaining and staying payback one, Roger with his blasted volley dog. And, and dog yeah. like, the funny thing is, football is such a game of margins eh? The ball was about to go out and Walker yeah. just save it in though before yeah. he run back he give it and uh, Foden give it off to Rodri, Like I,
2: not Foden, Foden mis-controlled miscontrol. Miscontrol eh but
1: <laughs> FPL give him an assist for <laughs> so that dog. No, no, this game is sick, dude. How <sighs> missed miss a pen. Yep. Miss a few chances too, actually. I yeah. um, was the man name in gold boy? Um is Fodderingham. That was his name. The, um, for yeah, 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 yeah. it yeah. looked like he was gonna have one of them days a boy yeah, and then Holland with an emphatic unmarked header at the back post you see the man city fan that run on the field to celebrate with the yeah, man yeah. and but yeah were you worried i i thought honestly the 11 that they had mm-hmm. was so passive that he puts out that like if kdb yeah. is not playing you have to play for them yeah, that's the that, Pep, being yeah, Pep again.
2: That's the main thing, yeah. You know, even even Pep even when Pep and, in, in the in the hospital, Pep recovering home, you know, he still he still had a had I see the pass on the airport yeah, on the sideline. Yeah, yeah, Pep still cause, cause they had that are the are meme where they, um where our sister manager is just there like should, should I make a sub? <laughs> and it's like pep's like no 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 wait till the 88th minute
0: <laughs>
2: Boy but but for the but from the whole lineup that's what that's the immediate thing I noticed. I was like why is Foden not there? For like Foden, you are seeing Foden shows every week that he is that creative spark. He also injects that, that bit of pace. He has injects pace, creativity, and he's good in tight spaces. I feel like that would be perfect. I feel like I, I was very confused. Don't get me wrong. I understand the faith in the understand the faith in, in the in the midfield midfield that they started, but I feel like when you have the likes of Alvarez. And Haaland on the field, I f- honestly feel you need For Foda, Foda is, that, yeah. is that gap between both of them. He, yeah. he, he knows how to provide for Haaland, but he also knows how to bring Alvarez in, into the game. And then you have question marks too when you're looking at the likes of Grealish. I feel like... Yeah, boy. Right now, I understand I understand Grealish. This
1: us all off topic. But what number, Doku,
2: Doku, he got 11. 11, yeah.
1: So who's with like seven falling now. Yes, but still can't tell. Yeah,
2: but still can't. He's still there. Still technically still there, so...
1: I know the man old, anyway, and like, he probably mm. had like two, three seasons with all the again, mm. right? Why they didn't just give KDB seven? Like, he's worth seven for Belgium. Yeah, sure. And like, dog, I don't like all yeah, but I would have bought all the for that. Like, the two yeah, kit, though. Yeah, the, I, cream I, I, get, yeah, the cream good
2: fresh. I say, I, yeah, I feel like KDB was at seven, yeah. I, 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 yeah that would be nice. That would be nice to see, honestly.
1: I interrupt you from. But, nothing, but, but,
2: but yeah, but going, back, going back to what uh, I was saying about Grealish, yeah. As much as, as, much as we... I of us we justify and say his performance off the ball and and, and what he does come on the bruyne is out Foden is not starting this is your time ta- if you don't see any other opportunity to take the game by you know take the game by the horns and actually try to take chances I don't know what else because it have moments where you feel like okay as much as you know yes sometimes you have a little frustration with the crosses and everything we saw how he performed for, with Aston Villa. These are the games where you have to take those chances. We know, mm-hmm. as much as he talk about, you know, the nerves and keeping the ball retention and possession, certain 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 moments you have to take those chances. And I felt like, yeah. I felt like the team lacked that X factor. It, yeah, yeah. It did, and that's why I, that's why I felt that you need to bring full on. And I yeah. felt like you need to you need to touch them on. And you know, we talk we talk about mischances chances a lot. There were a lot of missed chances. Not only from not only from Holland, but also from Alvarez as well. You know, yeah, from from them and you know just just going back to going back to halon as we mentioned it's a, ge- a game of margins honestly and you send yeah. keep the wrong way with the penalty but it just so happens that you know you, you could try to be perfect and place it but if you're a little too perfect you get a little off you hit, you hit the post so but for all in all all in all for the game it really was a very cage game a cage game coming down to when probably right before the score honestly i felt like i was sensing it but everything i felt like we had the game we had the game under control the only frustration was the missed chances because you felt yeah being a city fan, you know when you miss those chances, you feel like it'll come back to hunt you. And it did. Mm-hmm. And it just so happened that coming on the game when all when everybody else can can seem to seem to find a solution, here comes Rodri popping up and, and finally winner. And I hear some people talk about talk about how City tried their best to find a replacement for Gunnan with Kovacic. But they But I with Rodri. But people are saying they feel Rodri is that good and replacement. Yeah, I, feel I, like I, get, I get what they're saying because with Coover sit because Rodri, you know, he used to yeah, allow... Yeah,
1: is actually sitting a lot which is so funny. And that yeah. you think
2: what Rodri used to used to provide a support that used to allow Gunnar and KDB to, to push forward. But now with Kovacic, I feel where Kovacic is playing, he is providing that cover. So if Rodri does step up, he is very confident that he has Kovacic behind him. So I Solid. get So I get what I get what they're saying in that in that. Do I feel like do I feel like I want my, my DM to be popping up on score goals when I have both Alvarez and Halman on the pitch? No, I don't want that. Because I just want them to score. But at the end of the day, I
1: yeah. win is a win.
2: I win is a win. I <laughs> win is a win, honestly.
1: Um uh, yeah, I, I I don't like all without. Somebody like phone, okay? Because like we've already discussed like length already about how the current system is not there to create like a lot of high quality chances They're about shutting out the opposition and then going on to take advantage of the few mm-hmm. chances they make. And there was um a very real scenario where after they scored, if you felt like you would have scored again, mm-hmm. and it did take margins again for you to go out to win the game. Um, but staying in Manchester. Manchester United won three goals or two. I have we two a long, down. Yeah. And Can't see all three midfielders scored. Yeah. Um, Warrell got sent off. Mm-hmm. That one I didn't think was a red card. I did not think that was last one. And that doesn't even mean he didn't. I didn't really think that was a red. Because, like, again, like I t- I'm saying this also saying that I think the Virgil one was on the line mm-hmm. of being a red or not. And I also think War was unlucky to be sent off. And that just like sent nothing. out for us it just sitting deeper? However, Taiwo, I want you to do. He has now scored in seven consecutive games. Yeah. He is the third African player to do that. Could you guess the other two? Um, it's scored hum- three consecutive games. So he is three, is three, mm. sorry, it's three. It's three. Sorry, seven consecutive games. He's the third one. There are two other African players have done this. what are they? The prem, right? Yeah, any prem. Okay, To called seven consecutive games. Hmm.
2: There's a really obvious one. I want. I, I want. I want to. I want to shoot and say. and say. and say Salah. Yeah. Yeah. That's the obvious one. Is the next one? Is the next one an attacker? Yeah. yeah yes. yes. Oh, okay. Drogba. Nah. Uh, Mane. Nah. Maris. Nah.
1: He did play for your club though.
2: This. I know. I was thinking. Hey, I was thinking about this man first. It can't be Nah. Nah an attacker a do that. flipped my club. Yeah.
1: Uh. Manuel Arbaio, bro. Uh. <laughs> I think it was first. Yeah, okay, I think it no, was like 07 or f- 08 or f- something. F- right. Yeah, yeah that's expected. Expected, yeah. So, expected. And to be fair, I, I actually quite like um I, I think he's oh, a solid I am striker. A big fan of this man, boy. Uh, like, he just burst away from Rashford on the counter for that corner. However, and um, dog Unana, for that first goal was hilarious. But, look, credit to United for coming back from behind. And I thought Bruno was pretty good again today, to really yeah. be it, because yeah, it was his ball um for it was his head across and then his pressured penalty to go on the score to put him ahead I thought Rashford was better this game because mm-hmm. he got to operate from the left a lot more yep. and because of that he was a little more threatening was more comfortable in the lanes and he got the assist for Erickson as well who got reintroduced into the lineup um Dalo also played at left back Virgil mm-hmm. so are you comfortable with what you see with United here do you think they should get any changes should they go like this into the game against Arsenal on the weekend? Well, well, for that, for
2: that, I believe they should go into the game. I, should, I believe they should go into the game because what I remember talking last week and I say I'm not too sure, I'm not too sure the um situation or you know the relationship between the manager and Martial. But I we mentioned Rashford and how good he looked. He had to get mentioned to Martial as well too. I I felt that you know he you know he played he played a role he played his role well, and well. Bruno somebody Bruno somebody who, what well you mentioned, Bruno somebody who I felt I felt this from the start of the season. He wasn't somebody that I was worried about with his whole United formation. It really, really was just honestly just Don Marshall being being up front. Yeah and Ganacho starting. So I feel like this is the best they could do because you know, with some of the new signings are not ready yet to be incorporated into the first team. But for what with with the players that they have. I feel like this is the best formation that they could go with and, you know, have... Because w- the main thing is, once you'll be able to have Bruno into the game and have Rashford, Rashford on the left, I feel like this is what the Manchester should, should stick with.
1: Yeah, and look, I, I take big credit. It really does go to them for coming from 2-0 behind. Like, I know it's home and I know they expect it to win, but after how the season has started where Wolves felt like they were robbed, not yeah. to come away with something i don't mean the pen i just mean the performance of it yeah. then there was the tottenham game where they lost as well and then to be tuned along i could understand if they had started to drop and then there's a concern we've had over united and even bruno as a player of their ability to show character to actually lead this team out of the negativity now i think that also what i played a part of it was like they were tuned along by the fourth minute or something. something like yeah. that, which, that in itself is, is shambolic, bro. Mm-hmm. But you... Um, what was going to say, boy? But that leaves you with enough time to turn it around. And as mm-hmm. we saw with Arsenal, just because you have enough time to turn it around, that don't mean you see it out. Mm-hmm. And they actually went that one step further. So, yeah. um, I was going to say something about transfers, but we have a whole section for that later. of like one player we think each team should bring in. Yeah. But, yeah. I still would Bilal has done over this lineup just because, like, after they scored that second goal, I think that they really tried to sit deep and to uh, keep United mm-hmm. out. And I do think that their wide players did really well. Like, Um Aina, who's the, the player left-back, yeah. he's actually impressed me a lot. I, I thought he's been really good. However, Yates and Danilo was terrible, but Danilo is the one that gave away the pen and yeah. really struggled in dominating the middle um, areas of the pitch. Lastly, the last two would be Spurs. Spurs were really good. Um they did well to keep board out after like an initial fifteen minutes of pressure. And Madison dog, first goal for the club. Look, we've been doing this pod for how much years, Virgil. Yeah. You know the big fan I am of Madison, bro. Yeah. Like it it really hurts me seeing him there though. Like he's just a great player. He's a really good player. Your boy De Bruyne do a listing this week. I don't know if you saw it of yeah, yeah, yeah. attacking with feel in the prem. And in my opinion, he had it in reverse order because he had it Bruno, Odegaard, and Madison, Madison which shows me that his brain doesn't work properly. <laughs> um, should be Madison first, bro. I, I generally take Madison over the two of them. Mm. I say not even with mm-hmm. Odegaard being a player.
2: Because I, I get what he's saying. The only argument he was saying that how he, you know, what he did for Leicester, and he wants to see him on a big club. But you remember at that point, he, you know. Like no, so it. I agree.
1: I agree, yeah? I do. Mm-hmm. What? I would say, it's that like, okay, oh I feel like this is hating again, right? Yeah. But if we really step back and we be objective, right? Like, we see Rio Fernandes and, yeah. and Roy Keane and these guys, they were some of the best players of their generation. Yeah. We cannot, you can't take that away from them. They've won it all, they were great players. But yet, their ability when it comes to punishment relax a lot. And I think that there's a difference. When players evaluate each other, to us yeah. now who step back and watch yeah. it, and I think that difference comes in the fact that with a player like, for example, he also did Zidane versus Iniesta versus much right? Yeah. And like, bro, people on this pod know how I feel about Zizou, and I think, like, I I think he's is a great player. He is probably the most talented midfielder of all time. However, consistency has failed that guy. Juventus mm-hmm. fans was was clapping when he left real left for real madrid they were glad that he was going his club career for the talent he had is pretty full which is why like i always put in here some of it and i think that the difference is for players when they see somebody do something that to them is magical which yeah. Zidane has done just using this as an example that registers with them as something that is so difficult to do i have to read them
0: yeah
1: you know not have to, but I do read them because I know how difficult it is to pull off that. Mm-hmm. Then, now in the modern era, now with respect to like Bruno and stuff, KDB always fighting for the assist record, yeah. right? And always want to break that stuff like that. Who has been the guy that has been putting up those numbers most consistent, close to him? Trent. Mm-hmm. But then after that, there's Bruno. Yeah. Like he puts up high chance creation numbers. And in the era of where stats has become more and more important, I think, like, that also influences their thinking yeah, as well. Yeah. <laughs> However, anyways, I ain't going on that road because then stuff I can going go into But, yeah, Madison, Tottenham, yeah. they were a pretty good dog. Um, The guy, you know, he came off injured. Hopefully, he's okay. not for long. Yeah, and actually, when I do the whole Saturdays later, I have our wing on signing down for them because I think they could get just a bit more attacking potency in that team. Tottenham could be really dangerous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then last it was Chelsea. Chelsea finally got a win. Yep. Beat Luton. Yeah. Decided everybody have to go down. They beat them. Yeah. But Raheem still in bro. Class never dies, though. Never dies with this. Class game. never dies. Yeah. We are Raheem Sterling FC on this podcast. right yeah. now you should know that. And seeing him play how he's played since the start of the season, mind you, I think has brought some serious joy to at least neutrals and at least Chelsea fans. I like two goals and assists on the day. He was great against what sounded DB before. I thought he was good against Liverpool, but today he was electric. Really took the team on his back. And look, I think that again, we have talked and talked and talked and talked about Chelsea's problems going forward because of a lack of creative presence. You have to be able to rely on guys like Raheem Sillen to yeah. do that. And they did exactly that on the day. And... Yeah, it, it that was your team still in the show, bro. Mm-hmm. Could can't say anything more about that. Yeah, exactly.
2: From West Ham, you know, from, from the West Ham game we saw we saw like little glimpses of it. Mm-hmm. But from this he was able to take to take full charge and actually like, you know, take control of the game. And you know, you know, Chelsea you know we and we've also made a lot of praise too, to to Nicholas Jackson as well. So I feel like I feel like, you know, this given a a little motivation for Chelsea too. And you know, once I feel like I feel like once still keeps his form, yeah, he could he could take charge of that attack.
1: Yeah, and uh, Jackson finally got off the mark, and it was a data chess. Chelsea fans could probably see something that they could build on. Yeah. Now, they need to see more of this, right? Are they also going to have to come up against, you know, teams that are a lot harder to play against, you know, because, yeah. again, people, and for right reasons, have Luton as they decide to go down. But that being said, there is stuff to build on from here. So, moving out to other leagues now. Real Madrid 1-1 this weekend. Rodrigo, Mr. Pan and Vinicius got injured. They saw the little light up front with Jill. Yeah, that's one thing. That's, I feel like that's, that's the last thing Madrid fans would want to see. Obviously,
2: obviously it's still early in the season, but you know, in La Liga, you have to capitalize and you have to get those points. And if you a player like Vinicius out, you don't know for the next game if you will miss him hugely. So... They, did, they didn't manage to end up, end up getting, getting the win, but that's a big blow. We'll really have, really have to see what, you know, how they could deal with that, honestly.
1: And how did they get the win? Another goal courtesy of Jude Bellingham. I tell all the man in his clarency, the fuck, bro. Really and right. he's been great. And I, I don't think it should... I don't think it's stated enough about how, look, it's Madrid. That badge hangs heavy. And to take the responsibility he is taking is a fantastic praise that should be leveled at him for taking out the mantle where he's going right now because with all Benzema there's this big vacuum of where goals are going to come from and he's somebody that I don't think people would have looked at directly for goals but he's stepping up for them and has four goals in three games so far for them this season um another thing would be to go into Barcelona they won 4-3 this weekend against Villarreal where it was a real back and forth game and he personally stole the limelight against um, for Barcelona was La Yamal. Mal. He is the 16-year-old youngest player to record a La Liga assist in the 21st yeah. century. Was awarded the money match. He got an assist. It was his shot that came off the post that led to Lewandowski's winner. And I also think he played another pass that led to a pass that, that was the goal. Yeah. He was electric on the day and he looks like the next big thing to come out of Barca. And somebody with intelligent IQ, fantastic technique, and... I have said over and over that Barcelona football has seemed like it was dependent on individual spark. He has that spark to his mm. game. Uh with Barcelona adding um, players like Cancelo is expected to join later this week. And uh, we are talking about the injury rules at Real Madrid. Barcelona should be looking at this league that has something they could take once again. And a, and a big and something for them to,
2: you know, find a lot of joy in is that. Coming from a lot of the young players too, because you, yeah. know, you know, from with Gavi, you also you also throw for, and for and He came on and immediately made an impact not too long after being subbed on, mm-hmm. and then you know, just the just the finish of the game completely and you know, put put the win without without any doubt. Yeah, Lewandowski, the one the senior man the main strike on top. So, you see, you you seeing a lot of a lot of good sparks from the from the young players. That's one that's one thing that a lot of people you know had a lot of um, concerns. I, I say concerns, not only just concerns, but. Other people would not didn't want to rate Barcelona that highly as a very tough opponent because they had to rely on other of young players. But it's showing that a lot of the young players right now are stepping up and are stepping up and actually taking charge. And and it, they and they are looking really good because even from likes a uh, Frank Young, who's still still considered very young. Mm-hmm. He is right now seen as a, a big a big experienced player, and a lot of these young players are are uh, taking this experience now. Pushing they end up winning the league, the league last season, so they want to try now to go on and face tougher opponents in Champions League. And you know, we'll see how
1: that would how go. Yeah, totally agree. As well as as we continue to see them have a really good 2023. Um, just now. Uh, why am I not? To, yeah, I, I, I literally know this game is going on now. Yeah, I um, judge, I judge. Atletico Madrid are currently <laughs> winning 7 what I was, this. I, was say, I, checked, I checked with that long. I saw 5 <laughs> I Bro, seven. it's insane. I, like Again, I mean, I've said over and yeah, over and right. over that, like, I know I just said that Barca should be feeling like this day their title. I think Atletico is going to have a lot to say this season, not just here, but in the Champions League as well. They do seem like they are back to a place where... Yeah, they feel like themselves again, and they do feel like they are clicking. Griezmann, the pie, both scoring. The Paul and Sal Rodriguez, who look like he get back life, and they really are look going again um in the right direction, and hopefully it continues off into the Champions League as well. And Chao Felix looks like he might be leaving um to go Barcelona, so maybe it might be the best for everybody involved. Moving on. PSG get the first win this weekend. Um, We obviously not going to really talk about that, but they did. Mbappe scored twice, make it 3-1, and Usman Dembélé got his first assist. This is all before Colombo is supposed to reach for them. Um, Who played on top? Asensio. Asensio played on top, and he also got his first goal for PSG as well. Um, Harry Kane scored twice as they won 3-0, and people are saying that Life real funny because like because of his ACL injury, Leroy I was playing more like the wingers are playing in Man City yeah. with that added attacking threat. Yeah. You never have him back.
2: Yeah, I see I see I would I would like to see him come back, but I don't really think about it logically. I feel like that chapter has passed. I feel like it really does really wouldn't make sense to Bring him in because it not it not only just that. It's like the style of players that he had around him. It was it was suited to the way he was playing. And mm-hmm. to bring him right now in this current team, I feel like it would not it would mess up the system. And right now the system is very the system is not as excited and exciting and as fast as it was was when he was there. You had to look at you had to look at that. It was it was down to Sane Jesus still in, and he had Aguero and he had he had young young younger De Bruyne and David Silva is it's a whole different system. So, I feel like to bring something in, that will just be forced and forced, and a piece in a puzzle. That it just doesn't fit them. Mm,
1: valid. But let me talk about the best midfielder in the Bundesliga. Mm-hmm. He made the Bundesliga team of the week. Again, being the best midfielder, it's completely understood. You know who we're talking about? Nope. Granite Jacka, bro. <laughs> Listen. Javi, our lord. So, we have work to do, bro. September 16th, we will be there. You know why? What's happened to the Bayern versus Bayern Leverkusen? (laughs) Granite Jacob versus Harry Kane, bro. I will be there. But, hey, two wins and two for Javier Alonso's new version, new looking uh, Bayern Leverkusen. Granite Jacob has certainly tremendously well. I have a jersey ordered, it's on its way. And. (laughs) I will be tuning into every single game possible for this man, dog, because he was excellent that the weekend. I kid you that I watched it, bro. It was uh, nice to see Jaco scoring at the last season, right? Yeah, yeah. But to see this man in his bag, sitting deep in the Dog, Tony Cruz, nothing. We have a title to deliver. Dortmund, nothing. Leipzig, nothing. But I a We coming for it all. Hey, for that, that actually
2: seems like that it might be, be capable enough.
1: And um oh my goodness, I lost it. Let me just give me one second to pull this back up fast, right? Um so Victor Osman scored again this weekend mm-hmm. uh, with three goals. Iwony scored with three goals, so they both have the most goals in the league, right? You know who also is Nigerian and has three goals in their league is Boniface. He is the new striker oh, yeah, 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 for Leverkusen, he also has three goals. So the Super Eagles are flying. Moving across now into the Syria. Somebody scored again this weekend to mean him only like the fifth player in modern history to score in their first opening two games for Napoli. Um, him at Napoli for AC Milan. And that person is Christian Pulisic as they went on land Sunday. It was Sunday? Saturday. Saturday. Saturday to win four goals to one. Drew scored two penalties because he can't really do anything outside of uh. that. Teodan is also good, but Virgil, yeah. all these new signings look like they're betting pretty well. After yeah. she got an assist on it. Um, Renier has played again, and now it feels like the team is a lot less dependent on Rafael how to yeah. do his thing. Like, it's more a team effort going around. It is, it is. I
2: know, well, um, Torino's not that not, not easy, there's not um, an easy opponent as well, too, so. You know that's what the one thing about, this, about the front, really, I have a lot of confidence because you know you have Giroud, you know you ha- you know what he's there for you have him in front to try and get get us goals, and he has a good sense of familiarity around him. So he has Leo, who he has been looking well with well with from last season. And now he has pullers pullers, I think knows from Chelsea. He has some other players that um set behind that you know also recognise the, the role and recognise their responsibilities, and. When you know when you see other players chipping in with chipping it with goals and goals and goals and
1: um and assists, you know, it's a good sight to see. Look, I know he's twenty five, so he's not gonna go anybody's radar like that. But like I've been hyping up the signing since he's reached is Rainier's playing in midfield. Look, he had fifty touches, he created one chance, he had seven passes and then he had a hundred percent cross and actually hundred percent long balls. Um in one interception, five recoveries, bro. And well, he only won one of his dues. About was fouled once. Mm-hmm. I think they have a big player on their hand there. And I was gonna say something else. Alright. So I did tell y'all that at the end of here we're gonna take a break and we'll come back and we're gonna do um sign-ins. One sign in for every team, right? Now before everybody some well, everybody submitted this stuff, before the news came out that A. Milan did submit a bill for um Tarami, the striker from Porto, the Iranian yeah. striker from Porto. Some people have it on the list so it'll go easy on them that I suggested including myself because I did because I think it's a fantastic signing. He was one of the players that came out with the most goals and assists in the UCL group stage last year with Porto and I think again this is not hate Giroud only got for like seven games in a row. That's then he needs to drop him back on the bench and then he'll go back to being super sub and then ask the player again and then get vexed so he again not play he want to get a move and then decide to just repeat over and over and over and then go away with France and score and <laughs> yeah. But you're bringing somebody like Jeremy, who also has a link play. But I like Giroud, the score from open play, you can get that going a little further. And hopefully is Milan could mount, will continue on the foreman. We could have the mini-title conversation when we talk on in January and February. Inter also wanted the two goals to one. Uh, the more highlighted thing was the fact that Juventus drew one over with Bologna, yeah? but well Isa 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 Juventus hit on, on the spot and I kinda assume Virgil loss so. as well. Oh uh, yeah. Yep. Um Arouaro scored his first goal for Roma, even though they lost. And uh, Napoli won 2-0 as Osiman scored from the penalty spot but continues his good start of the season. And with that, do you have anything else to say? Mm-hmm. They Believe about anything, ah, UCL okay. draws this weekend, though, guys. I am so excited, like, you have no idea how excited I am, dog. To no longer be looking from outside the club, dog, but to be in there. My dream draw would be a team from pot four that's supposed to be real easy. I should be a guaranteed six points, both home and away from pot one. Bring me Barcelona, dog, or Bayern, dog. big man thing. I want them in now because the reason being. We could still do shipments against them and still qualify, but I think this team needs to play somebody big and they need to That's get their feet well early if we have any hopes of going across stage and trying to do some, 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 you know, so bring me Barca. Plus I need to have conversations after all them years of all the game. Barca, buy, Barca, buy, Barca, buy all them years of when we wasn't good. Now we good. I need to play them now. And know, uh, you know, one thing
2: I want to add to that is they... From just looking at that, looking at the draw, and I'm not going, to, not going to get into all the potential draws because I'd be going through all that in my head. But you know, for a for TV rights and what you if I would want to do, you see that carry keen against Arsenal in Champions
1: League. I 4 don't <laughs> I four bring it I four. you sure, boy. I, I 100% really, four. Uh, hey, that <laughs> you, know on... you know why you know why he's not going and have Mike Dean to give him the pen. That's
2: gonna be kind of yeah, boy. Hmm. That's going to be big on both sides. Because I feel get yeah, up against any English opponent are going to be Bigger, no big on him. Yeah, feel like he has a point to prove. Yeah, because yeah. if, if they look to hold more, he's going to look at that like, oh, hey, because the, the opponents he could face, is United, United and Arsenal. And both teams that he wants to prove, he wants to make sure and prove a point yeah. and say, you know, I hear, you know, it's not just League, there's no Farmers League, I could do it against all, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, boy. But that's going to be interesting if Arsenal do, does get by me. I, mean, I can't, cannot lie.
1: Yeah. So guys, we're going to take a break now and we'll be back and uh, we will have from ourselves and like six other members of Corner Flag, one player per team that we think these clubs should be signed. So don't go nowhere. We'll be back in a minute. <laughs> Hey guys, and welcome back to corner flag. Well, for some of y'all, this will be on YouTube alone. Well, some of y'all will be still be listening to the podcast. That being said, so what we're going to do now is we're going to go into one signing that every team should make between now and the end of the transfer window. Please be reminded that we are recording this on Monday. So if any moves happen between now and when you all see this video, please bear with us a little bit. That being said, the clubs that we have here are Arsenal, Spurs, United, Newcastle, Chelsea, City, Liverpool, AC Milan, Inter Milan, Napoli, Real Madrid, Barcelona, Bayern, and PSG. I have asked myself and some members of the Corner Flag Talk to please come up with some names. Obviously, the ones that we come up with, we will discuss those. But you'll hear from the rest of the cast as well as to the who they should side That being said... For those who haven't been listening to the podcast, are here just on YouTube. As you guys can see, I've Vuj with me. You good again, watch? Yeah, man. I'm good. Nice. So that being said, we get straight into it. So for Arsenal, I went with uh, Gertruda. He was a setback from Feyenoord. He's been linked with RB Leipzig, but they have not been able to materialise a move. Mm-hmm. I have seen some people describe him as saliba light, mm-hmm. And in that sense, then I definitely want him. Reason mean is that I think that we don't have a direct replacement for Saliba right now. Mm-hmm. I think at every other position, there is depth out there. With our left back, there's... All right, I don't watch it like that. With our inverted players, we have Zinchenko, we have Party. With our left side, inside the back, we have Kiyo, mm-hmm. We have Gabriel with our right side. There's Tommy Asu, there's White. But there is nobody for really Saliba. That being said, I would like uh, Gautruda. He has had a phenomenal season with uh, Feyenoord last season. And he was described as even ha- rated higher than Jurion Timber. So, okay. yeah, that was my answer. What did you, you have last us
2: Yeah, honestly, I feel like, I feel like you know, uh, when, you think, when you think about it for, the, for what happened to Timber, you feel like it would make sense for them to go for a defensive defensive um addition. I don't know. I feel like every time, every time I watch Arsenal, I feel like all the news I've been hearing for for Vlaovic, I feel like mm. Arsenal. I feel like Arsenal should still try to like you know put a hand in that and see if they could uh, you know kind of tempt him because you know
1: UCL UCL football. Okay, so what I would say? Because you're not the only one to suggest a striker for us now. We literally have our plan B striker scoring, bro. Mm -hmm. Like, again, I don't think goals is as much of an issue as people think it might be. I could understand why Mm -hmm. some people may think that I I do. Because, like, the reality is right now, we actually just not finishing our chances. But I just do think that's more due to a lack of clicking between players, as well as a lack of form overall, while some people are growing into the season. But... That's very fair. Hopefully, we can actually run through this pod pretty fast. So, for the kill, the kill had um Goncalo Ignacio. For those who don't know, he's a left-sided centre-back. So, the kill is also a hater because he thinks that we should sell Gabriel just because he's better than Alessandro. That's not my fault. Aaron had the most rogue one, which was Di Gregorio. He also put on note, sell Ramsdale. Di Gregorio is someone who's performed quite well in the Serie A last season. And you know, it, the thing is, right? I know we signed Ramsdale, i uh, sign Raya. I'm open to upgrading, but there's only one person I want, bro. Now, my name is Mike Minan, bro. Man, like, can't he's he can't go nowhere. bro. He is with every penny. I don't care what anybody says, with every penny. Um, Yuan has Marcus Turam, sorry, not Marcus, uh, Kefram Turam, who I could get behind. Because I do think that we can't use another body in midfield, but again, the name of the segment was one player each team can't sign. Mm. And if I had to choose to side a centre back and sign another midfielder, I'd rather safeguard the back line. Yeah. We also had Brandon, who I think he also passed striker as well. He put a uh, milik so yeah, yeah, good for that. Yeah. And Aidan... oh, I still have Rajiv as well. Uh, Rajiv had. I'll scroll back up. He then also had Callum Wilson, and he also planned out to get a, a refund for Havertz. But I, for the record, I, I do quite actually like Callum Wilson, and like I said, the last person I had was Rajiv. He had at Arsenal should sign Dumfries. Um, there is a word I would have liked to sign an attacking going back, but I'd really like Dumfries. I, don't know. I think that man just play like if he's run with Tim's on, and I I ain't going through that. So next up. We have Tottenham. Who you have for Tottenham? Tottenham, I have... Talk Tottenham. Yeah,
2: no. Yeah, so f- for for Tottenham, you know, well no, For for what I think for them, I feel like with Tottenham, I feel like they should really strengthen that defense, and mm. I feel like you know this might be a little difficult for them to 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 manage that pull. I feel for a like of oh, Kunde, obviously. Mm for a player that don't link with. Whoa. But I said... That's a huge I, but, one, though. But I honestly feel like if in the world that they can't land Kunde, him out, I feel Maguire will, will, will make me a good shot oh. for Tottenham. I, so I feel like for that, I really have to go realistic when I honestly feel Maguire. Maguire. Oh
1: oh, I can't lie. I do like that. Like, if I was going to the back line, that is something I generally would yeah. have really, really liked. Um, for myself, I went to it for them. I think they should have signed so he's a french ringer i played for Sassuolo last year he got 13 goals and assists in 27 starts for them. 20th appearances all round. and again we're in a world where wingers are in lesser lesser what's he looking for boy they're more premium them, right? Yeah. Uh right. We're gonna add more at a premium because they're not that much in the world right now. And I think that when we have watched what Spurs have had so far on offer, what they are missing is some pace in the attack. And while son still has that pace, he does not have that technical side to his game. cool so he has the technical side, doesn't have the pace. I take armand man Loriente adds both of that. Mm. As well as we can see some visible end product for Sasulo, who's a side that, you know have not been like a Champions League level team or something like that in Syria as well. So, outside of that, oh, I forgot ships. Ships for Arsenal. (laughs) Ships for Arsenal and Sergio Ramos. Hey, no joke, I would take it. I would take it. Now, physically speaking, I have no idea what state he'd be to actually be a backup for Saliba. But you see just the leadership side of it. Yeah, I, I would have definitely signed on to something like that. Uh, but for Tottenham, he has keys. Uh, along the same lines of what I say, a little bit more pace and power in the attack. Rajiv went for Romelu Lukaku. No personal bias there that he wants to get rid of Romelu Lukaku. Yuan went for Kolomwani, another person to um, buffer their attack. The kill went for Vlaovic. Oh, I do like that one. So a lot of people doubting Rich Allison's capabilities here, man. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling about that? Oh, I, 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 hey, when it comes
2: to one of and daughters, I'm a big one, you know. But for some reason, he just managed to, to, to work
1: somehow, you know. But, eh, I get. Iran has Tommy Abraham. What would you think about that return for Tommy to the Premier League? Okay, okay.
2: That, that's a good show to know. But I, I feel... But I don't
1: feel I'll be a good fit, honestly. Then we... I don't... <sighs> I like Tammy, yeah. Don't get me wrong, I do, but it's not one that I would really like. Edan has Iwone who we spoke about really highly on the podcast already, and I, so that's something I, I would like. And he also has Lukaku as well, and it is something that I would have liked to see Tottenham try and go for more. Would have been another forward. And Brandon has Jonathan David, somebody who has been putting up good numbers in Liga, yeah, but. Yeah. He's somebody that I have not seen perform well as a lone center forward. However, yeah. maybe in more of a false nine role, we could probably see something along those lines. I forgot to say this at first, guys, but as we go along with this, please drop your suggestions on who you think each team should be signing. Going forward again now, Manchester United. For me, I went for Manuel Lucatelli. He is somebody who is expected to be on the cheap, but is a lot of quality, mm-hmm. um, especially with knowing how to kill games with passes to regain um, control of the ball, to regain tempo of the game, and to really hold it in your team's favor. And I think that's somewhere that United just sorely mm-hmm. missed right now. Yeah, yeah. And he would sit next to Casimiro, be the perfect complement to him, and would really, to me, elevate United's game a whole other level by getting him in the team. What do you have? For me,
2: okay, that's in, for the same position, but I feel like... This might be a little premium, but I feel like in our proof it
1: will many. Oh Bro, that is so expensive, bro. Oh, but yeah. do you see Real Madrid letting him go though? No, but, but, but I mean we have
2: been hearing hearing Chuomani, both Chuomini and Valverde, well either one of them being linked to yeah, yeah, so, so that's we why have. I feel like if you if United with uh, with the capital with the capitalize and be able to bring Chuomini, that'll be a. Uh, a solid man in midf- uh, that midfield.
1: Mm, valid, bro. I just like, it would be good. I'm just not sure if I could see them getting him, though. Mm, like, yeah. not now. Maybe I think if it still had, like, time in the window for Real Madrid, they probably go again. Uh, Aidan has for them madu Onana. Mm-hmm. I like that, from Everton. Okay. As well as he has that he wants a refund for Mount, which is so sad, bro. You know, so I could see them. I, I, who is this fella from, um, from um, Atlanta, boy? Is it the rune? Coop
2: Myers, no. Uh, it's after the runes Nah, I think it's the rune I was thinking of. But I feel like they need somebody like that. that That is true in that midfield. But that that show you have with Locatelli. Mm-hmm. So they somebody like that
1: have them have that have that, that presence in midfield. Yeah, yeah. So Brandon has Scoop Myers, which is the Runes teammate. that's somebody that yeah. I think is somewhat similar to locatelli Iran no, has yeah, gone yeah. for. No, that's a good show. That's a good show. the left back from Fiorentina. So he see how Adipano look sure on him eventually takes over for Luke Shaw. Mm-hmm. So I know how United fans might take that one. You know, Luke Shaw is the greatest thing since size spread. Yeah, yeah, but, score in yeah. Euro Finals. best left back the world has ever yeah, seen. Yeah, yeah. And has ten assists in ten sorry, nineteen assists in ten Premier League, years. So yeah, real attacking like, output, right? Yeah, they, will <laughs> on, they will die on they die on I Hill with best left back in the league. Um <laughs> the kill has Amrabat from Manchester United. They've been linked for a while now. Do you think Amrabat would improve United?
2: Well, yeah, obviously, well, like we mentioned, play, players like that, that's what I feel United need. But Amrabat, boy, if he does make that choice to go there,
1: yeah, man. I feel like heater side, I feel like that would, would improve them, honestly. Yuan has Turam for them as well. That is a move I would like. Hope it really doesn't happen. Rajiv has Kukarela to United. It's so another person aiming at the left-back slot. And lastly, Shivz, who has Amrabat as well. So, we can make a good time, man. Yeah. Moving on the list. We have Newcastle United. And now I did give these guys the premium, the um, preface rather, that they can't repeat players. So okay. I did that as well. And I went for Lorient. Again, with Newcastle. Look, we spoke on the pod mm-hmm. again about the fact that, Al- that Almiron has did well for them so far this season. But like I feel like he's so inconsistent as a player mm-hmm. that the right wing is somewhere. Again, they need to look to attack in the market. And they have two really good options at centre forward with Wilson and Istak. They have two really good left wing options with Gordon mm-hmm. And Barnes, now upgrade that right side a little bit more. Don't go from, yeah, um, sure. depending on, what's this guy name, who also backed him up, and I, I'm seeing his fa- his face in my mind, um, who also was Murphy. Don't go into the season in Champions, it depend on Murphy and Almiron, man. Like... I don't think that's enough quality for where they want to be at. So, again, I spoke about Lorient already in this in this episode. I'm not going to go with it again. But it's somebody I think Newcastle should be targeting. Mm-hmm. Who do yeah. you have for Newcastle? Know,
2: well, same same for, for Winger as well. I really feel that like they should... It's a good place to, to cover, I feel. I feel like they should take a little chance at Jared Bowen.
1: Oh, again, looking in the league. Yeah, looking in the league. And how has actually started the season pretty well yeah, for West Ham, who have had two I, draws I and why, a win. I don't know why we don't see him. I feel like I could be a Newcastle player. Yeah, I could see it. Yeah. I could see it. Kind of like how Gordon made that move to them. It yeah. feels something yeah. like that as well. Um, Rajiv has Saka. So again, identify <laughs> the fact that the writer needs help Rajiv. You also need help, bro. Please come over it. You have a child. You has for Newcastle, Mike Mignon. He mm-hmm. thinks that Pope is somebody should be upgrading on. Now, maybe I could see it that in a few years, but I yeah. don't feel like it's a need mm-hmm. right, yeah. right I now. Could it's, I can see it honestly in a few years. However, not as I spoke about Mike before, mm-hmm. he's the kind of player that elevates you like, like three, four levels at once, bro, just by his sheer presence as well. So, maybe it's something that could be looked at. The keel has. Newcastle to the side, Cherokee, again, looking okay, at that right okay, wing spot on yeah, somebody yeah. who's really creative. That's,
2: that's not a bad shout at all, you know. Yeah, and he actually that's comes up with a bad shout.
1: in our team later down. Mm-hmm. We have Aaron with Theo Hernandez looking at that left back position. Could probably cost him could, a cool 80 million, he, 90 million.
2: As much as, much, like, all by society, I really could see that, you know. Could see that. Not I not don't want that. I, I,
1: I, I, I don't need to see that, bro. I need Theo to stay right there. Yeah. Next year summer, Teo. just keep it <laughs> chill. Is. Keep your bags packed though. We'll come and check in next, e- next year next year. Salek also has Teo Hernandez. Um I didn't did I call who She's has Shev's had Oly, so again, like canary right wing, who even with his new contract, people might think like that's an odd side to make uh, allegedly there is still a clause in the new contract. Yeah. But with how sketchy things have been around the whole Oli situation, God alone knows if it's really true. And Aidan actually has Enketia for them to go for. One that I I don't really see with the fact that they have a sack on Callum Wilson. But again, I think, and I have said this for time, that I do think that there are a lot of clubs that Enketia can go to and sign. Sorry, can go to and start and do really well for. Like I've said for a long time that if uh, Brentford did sell Ivan Tony, bro, Enketia would go there and do well. Hmm. Next up, we have Chelsea. And I kid you not, there's a lot of people that responded and said, who again do they need yeah boy, i i I even my response is gonna be like i really don't
2: know uh, i really don't know but uh, so at somebody I, for myself
1: up. i went with Chiki. so like i said he was brought up before i think he's a fantastic creative presence and what is good about him is like he covers two positions he yeah. can play attacking midfield he can play on the right wing and again lots of creativity and a uh, bags of talent the only issue about him and why he hasn't gonna move it is he has been Rumors of attitude problems and training habits and stuff like that. Could he iron out those things and get a big move? Only want me to know. Mm-hmm. But he's been one of the bright spots of of Leon over the last two seasons. And he's somebody that I think Chelsea would thrive off of. Especially even when Concord returns from injury. Mm-hmm. lineup with Raheem still and in Nkongu, behind Jackson. That's a lead up front for you looking at mm-hmm.
2: there. Yes, yeah, so, uh, yeah well, no, a lot of people looking at that. Who else Chelsea signing? saying? The only thing I feel... You know the, midf- the midfield, the midfielder really spent a lot of money, but I really feel if the I really feel the midfield not creative enough for my liking. But I really feel a player or find that could be a good Chelsea player is all more, honestly. Oh I really feel that would be a good Chelsea player. Again, side.
1: attacking that whole creative aspect and yeah, yeah, yeah. attacking midfield. Yeah, somewhere that they really just don't have the depth at right now. Um I like that. I do a lot. And he had a, a stellar performance against Bayern Munich yeah. in the, the Pokal Super Cup. Both chefs and Eden had Who again? Understand understandably
2: so, understandably so.
1: Rajiv had um Rajiv had Magic Mike and it's understandable because you know Sanchez didn't really start the season too hot. Chelsea, <laughs> you had Eden Hazard. <laughs> <laughs> I was beating to ask him how serious he was being about it, but I didn't really have yeah, I time. Like, I
2: feel like I would, I would expect that from Chelsea man who, who, you know, who missed the start time.
1: Eh? Nikhil had Vlahovic, so even more strikers for them. Aaron had Dumfries. Oh, so he's probably not convinced Ooh, okay. of what we see so far from, um. oh my gosh, what's the guy's name? that no, they signed the right back. Uh, uh, Gusto. Gusto. <laughs> he's not as impressed by Gusto. And mm-hmm. then we have Brandon. Who has Chelsea to sign Griezmann? Who I talk, I, I can't lie, I think that's a phenomenal signing every that, Yeah, that's another Chelsea
2: star. That's Chelsea as, as signing.
1: And I would hate it, honestly. Like, like he's like yeah, the perfect yeah. foil to be like in a midfield three to be a sucker, striker to, to fill in try striker the fill in that yeah, right wing. Like yeah. it would be insane. And yeah, I already said who don't said. So cool we feel like we speeding through this? Which is um not common on this channel next up we have man City and uh, for mine what who you went for who you went for for me for city
2: for me for city I had for me I had almost like I had, had almost because I feel like that is as much as I I just I feel like if it comes on the city and city and Chelsea I feel like Chelsea you know for some reason Chelsea's always just those just pip these players from City yeah. but he is really he really is a, a pep a pep sign in honestly I feel like there are a lot of other other names too I could mention Nah, I feel like okay. I feel okay. I keep that name for, for for somebody else. But it really just all more, all more
1: Cool. For yeah. myself, i Florian Wertz from his yeah, injury yeah. extremely well, and I can't see him being molded into something along either Gundogan or KDB lines. And I would be terrified. No, I think if I, r- got this I
2: really hope that shift more into the re- the reality side because I feel like if we could push for that man. Yeah, no. Oh, you don't need no more. In oh, fact, I, I find out you can sell
1: men. Or you can sell... We barely have people. They're all bench full of Ruben youths. Sell all also. You know? Yeah, that, Play Calvin Phillips.
2: Brexit means Brexit. Well, I mean, if, if, you want to, if, you want to, if you want to qualify easy two, 200 million, yeah, then die I yeah, Easy 200.
1: Jesus Christ, dog. Eden has... um Matthias Dunez, who y'all have been linked with. Mm-hmm. Um, then they have Brandon, who has... Jacob Ramsey. Mm. Ooh, that is an interesting one. I do like it though. I really like Jacob Ramsey. I've been a big fan of his. Then we have Aaron who has Borella for y'all. Oh. That'll be insane, bro. You don't like it?
2: Borella? you think Borella, I understand, but I feel like nah, I feel like if he, he comes in, I, I i I'm honestly People might, might find me on this, but between Borella and Kovacic, I'm very content with just having Kovacic. I don't really feel I need Borella in my team as well.
1: Nice. The keel has Pedro Goncalves, and I would hate that. He's oh, so good. Yeah, I would hate I that I actually one. quite like him.
2: <laughs> hey, respect that one. I respect that.
1: Yuan also has Nunes, and Ujeev also has Nunes. So, maybe that's... I do take that as a deal. We will probably mm. see happen after over the line. But obviously, it will come close. So last english team liverpool i went for hincapi been a big fan of him at Liverpool, okay. they need left-sided center is one that i would love to see them move for. Mm-hmm. Extreme stream that let's say great with the ball at his feet a custom playable left back and left center mm-hmm. which is exactly the hybrid that they need mm-hmm. But you have Ugil.
2: but for that i feel like the main, the main, the main one, the main one I have is is um Chiumini, Honestly, I think think about that again. As like was like um would also fit fit well for Liverpool. Mm-hmm. I also feel like if they want to push more for attacking, I just like just like what i have said with Almo and Chelsea. I just have these feelings about players. But what you mentioned Woods, I had Florian Woods as a good Liverpool player. Honestly, nice.
1: Shivs has uh, like I feel like we should. Preferences that is a real I'm Ramos. <laughs> <laughs> And he put to replace Virgil van Dijk. Uh, mm. <laughs> then we have Rajiv, who has Varati. Ooh, that would be nice, boy. Then we have Yuanito who has Andre Trindade, who is a defensive midfielder as well, for those who aren't familiar with him. Then we have the who has Redondo, which I love dog. Redondo's son plays right now and he's a six and he is very raw but the ceiling looks immensely high for him Aaron has Lobotka. oof I like that as well then we have Brandon who hey boy, this is a lot of responses then we have Brandon who has Ivan Tony I can't like we spoke about like all the attacking talent they have on the pod like I, I can't really get behind that one then we have Aidan who have N that would be an interesting one yeah I you know he's had a few down years at Liverpool, yeah, but yeah, we know but like that, he's that. a good defensive presence. Cool. Mm. Now we're going to go outside the Premier League now. So, I'm going to ask you, just to speed this up a little bit, Yeah. the three Italians that you have in one, so AC, Napoli, and Inter, who you uh, have for them?
2: Okay, I'll, I'll go, I'll go with, with AC last. But for Inter, Loris. I feel like bringing a keeper. I feel for Napoli, Napoli should really push for Luis Alberto bring, I feel bring that bring that bring that man in midfield. That would be a good midfield side for that play. But for Milan, I feel like for Milan, I understand what you I understand what you are saying with am um, talking about Jude earlier really and the show striking, striking situation. So I, I understand a striker would make sense too. But Milan have a lot of midfield But I feel a midfielder, a midfielder that would be so good for Milan would have been Jorginho honestly.
1: He's not the only one who had that. I can say that. And you know what? I can see it as yeah. well. For myself. I went with Inter. I went for um, Turam mm-hmm. again. I think he'll be great midfield presence for them. Mm-hmm. Um, for Napoli, I went for Hinkapi again because also yeah. another team that needs a left side centre-back. Mm-hmm. And then for AC Milan, I did go for Thuramme. Mm-hmm. It's just <laughs> yeah. he's the easy couple that it is, and he's actually linked to them. Mm-hmm. Shivs went for AC. He had Kulomwani, Napoli, he had Olmo. Inter, he also had Turam as well. Rajiv had Tam Abraham for AC Milan. Yeah, a little hit and miss. Mm. Napoli, he had Gabriel Magalhaes. They can't pay two hundred million, bro. And Inter had Vlaovic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. had Amrabat for Napoli, Tossin nah. for Inter, and AC man. He also had Teremi. So everybody can on that striker trail. Mm-hmm. Inter to for the kill. Jeremy Pino for Napoli. Oh, I actually like that a lot. A lot, a lot. And for AC Susich, a very out there one. Mm-hmm. But one of that I could see yeah. as well. Aaron had Simicant for AC Milan, so a hybrid defender. Napoli, he also had Gabriel. As I said, they can't afford him. And into Douglas Luiz. Oh, I, I like that a lot, actually. You know, I like that Douglas Luiz shout a lot. Because he's someone that I think that can't go oh, up yeah. a level oh, from yeah, Aston yeah. Villa yeah, as well. Yeah, that's a good shout to know. Then, Brandon had Inter at Nicholas Fulkrog. Now, after the season, he had last year. Oh, okay. I like that. And somebody yeah, who was okay, a bit yeah. younger than than Checo to fill in there. I like that. Napoli has Jose Jimenez from Atletico Madrid. Another centre-back recruit. And AC Milan, he had Jorginho. Then we have, lastly, Aidan. Aidan had AC Mason Greenwood. Yeah, we'll just <laughs> leave that right there yeah. Napoli had Harry Maguire mm. which again I do like no yeah that yeah that would make sense and uh, that, Inter here has Pavard mm-hmm. and I'm gonna ask the last four in one <laughs> yeah because unfortunately guys we kinda run out of time so uh, the last four were Real Barca Bayern and PSG I actually kind of didn't want to go in there put some of these but we'll just kind of have to leave it and go but PSG Colomani, they need the strikers. Yeah, and yeah. I know they signed Ramos, but another one as well. For Bayern, they are put Zambuanguisa. I think he's had a phenomenal layup, say, for, for Napoli. Mm-hmm. And I think that he would be a great defensive presence to play next mm-hmm. to somebody like Red Scott or may Maybe mm-hmm. Barcelona, Zubay Again, another six and somebody. as more more about Barcelona. The one, Real Madrid, Vlaovic. I think he has the arrogance and the personality to play yeah, strike yeah. for Real Madrid. Who do you have? Well, yeah, for for, for, for PSG, PSG, I, I
2: was really struggling for that. I feel like I feel like PSG, I feel like you know, I really feel like the cool I really feel like that's it. Cause I feel like I really couldn't come with anybody else for PSG. But for but for 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 Bayern, I was thinking Amrabat. I feel like Amrabat. Ambrock come come oh, and answer that okay, Bayern, that Bayern okay, midfield. Okay, okay. For Barcelona, push for Joe Felix. Makes and sense, For yeah. Real Madrid, I feel Goncalves.
1: I really like Pedro Goncalves, though. I, I like, would like to that I feel like through that
2: one. Man man, I play both sides. Yeah, man, he can, yeah, he and can. And right now, what He's happened to, to, um, to Vinny? Yeah, he'll get a I game feel though. like that's something that Majid, Majid will
1: enjoy. I love those co- shots, honestly. Salik. Salik. Had Theo Hernandez at PSG. But the Hernandez brothers back mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, that yeah. could be something. Locatelli for Bayern Munich. And I do like that because they don't have somebody who dictates peace yeah, for them. That's true. Bayern, that's karate true. Real Madrid, he have a card, bro. Uh, now, uh, like he had until then. Yeah, like he boy. had until then, but I don't yeah, know if I can get behind any card at this stage in his career. <laughs> Although, like five years ago, six years ago. Yeah, everybody, yeah,
2: everybody wanted to see
1: that. Aidan, PSG, Victor Ossie, man. Bayern, McTominay, Nano no post Stay, Ooh, Barcelona, Cucurella. Yeah. I like Cucurella. That's awesome, Real Madrid, Mbappé. Feel like that's an easy one. Yeah, Iran. Iran has OC mental PSG as well. Bayern, he has Rafael Leao. Oh, that's yeah. a big one. Barcelona Leao to where? Bayern Munich. Then he has barcelona oh, with Kavaskalia. The day they anymore. fighting money, just yeah. like scalia bro. <laughs> and Real Madrid, he has vlahovic as well. The kill has Real Madrid. Mukuku mm. from Dortmund. Mm. That's a real really loud shout fast yeah, striker. Yeah, for real. Barcelona, to go from Masuari at the big hand, so left back. Mm. Bayern Munich. He also has Scott McTominay. Oh, the two United fans want to get on McTominay, <laughs> guys. Surprise, surprise. You, you know,
2: honestly, I, honestly they say McTominay for where?
1: For Bayern Munich. You know, honestly,
2: I, for, Bayern, for Bayern, when I watch United, I don't know why um, this weekend I was thinking I wouldn't be surprised because I know they will. I know they were trying for um, they're trying for war. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. thinking. I really could see Scott Metamuse going me like you know. So I really real could see that. Real messed up will be living in then, boy.
1: At the PSG, he had um, Diego Costa in goal, which I like because yeah. I'll be real, he's no, not man. a big Donnarumma fan like that. Yeah,
2: that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good shot, honestly.
1: You want Real Madrid, Colomani. PSG, he also had Colomani. For Barcelona, he had Lennon man, mm-hmm. which is his ender back mm-hmm. from Real. So, said that. No one more roger shots. He had for Bayern. He had Florian Wurz. Like, if they don't have enough German young talent... Mm-hmm. For Barcelona, Rajiv had nobody. Uh, for Bayern, he had Donnarumma. Oh, that's a nice show. PSG, he had OC Manazola and Real Madrid had Mbappe. And lastly, Chimannan had Mariano for PSG. Hmm. <laughs> for Real Madrid, he put the dictator in Paris, also known as Mbappe. For Barca, he had the hair. <laughs> for Bayern, he had Mike done a- oh. And I feel like... Nicely note to end on there, guys. So I hope you guys enjoyed this. For those who are on YouTube, for those on the pod, thank you for joining us. And catch you guys next time. See you soon. Take it easy. Later.